This is Danny Hicks from Evil Dead 2, Intruder, Dark Man, and you're listening to Without Your Head. <laughs> Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're joined by Johnny Zeller of Scars, which is playing at Shriekfest. It's very cool to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's really uh, it's exciting. It's cool. And Scars is a, a really uh, creative uh, film. Well, thanks. Yeah, we, uh, you know, like all shorts, uh, there's a bunch of hurdles that you have to overcome, but yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun to make it. So, yeah. Now, did you know the writer Brian Bagney? Bagby? Yeah, I I did. Um, I actually had gotten introduced to him uh, because of this project. Uh, we were kind of looking for writers, somebody that was the right fit. We talked to a few different writers, and it was it just wasn't quite the you know, didn't feel right. And then we sat and talked to Brian and like three hours had gone by and it was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. He had just got the world. And, you know, I think when you find partners, whether it's a writer or a DP or producer, it's important to, you're not just like looking for somebody to push the buttons that you ask them to push, you know, like you're looking for an artist that can collaborate and, make it brian made it way cooler than i had it in my head originally when it so i read that first draft of the script like holy shit this is awesome this is like so much cooler than i had even imagined so yeah and i um, for people who don't know you want to give them an idea of what scars is about yeah so scars takes place in a universe where when you lie you get a scar on your body and the bigger the lie the bigger the scar so, you know, if you say, hey, Johnny, you look great today. Your hair looks really nice. You might get a tiny little nick. 
But if you told a big lie, you'd get a big old scar and it's random where they, where they happen. So that's the universe. Um, and it was the, the story was built from a Reddit writing prompt. So somebody had written this prompt, you know, when you lie, you get a scar on your body and a bunch of people wrote, uh, you know, stories about that. And this writer, uh, whose Reddit name was work, work, work had written this story that was like, so powerful and um so we reached out to him and we got the rights to do it and and you know went and made the film so um it's it's about a cadet who's on the way to boot camp and she finds uh that her commanding officer doesn't have any scars on his body which is totally an anomaly so she goes to figure out why and how she realizes that he has you know he does have a scar and then the rest of the movie tries to figure out what that is yeah that's really uh, interesting how you came about the story. Yeah, it was cool. My producing partner found the story, sent it to me, um, and, and I, for whatever reason, was just busy. I didn't read it. And then, like, a month later, somebody had posted the story on Facebook or something like that. And I read it, and I sent it to him. I said, this is incredible. We've got to think about this. And he's like, yeah, I sent it to you a month ago. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so that's kind of how we found it. And then we reached out to, to the <laughs> author and, um, and that's kind of how it was all born. And we evolved it a lot. The original story is like a page and a half on a word document. Um, and we built it out obviously much, much bigger than that, but that was the heart and soul of it was that original stories. Uh, can you just explain what that was exactly the Reddit thing? Sure. So, um, on Reddit, there's a, a, a subreddit called writing prompts. And so anybody can go on there and they can write a, in a world where, and, and then other users will write short stories based on that. And, um, and so, th- I mean, there's tons of them, thousands of them, and uh, there are a lot of really good ones. And so we stumbled across this one specifically, and um, it had been read by over a million people. Like it had kind of gotten its own little viral success. And, um, and it's worth it. it. The original story is really powerful. So interesting. That's sort of like a creepypasta kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same kind of idea. Yep. Yeah. Totally. I always think that kind of thing is kind of like the modern day storytelling in a way where people, you know, uh, back in the day, you tell them around a fire plate, uh, around like a fire pit or something. And yeah, they could put it on the internet. Yeah. I mean, there are so many stories nowadays that you can find little gems anywhere and everywhere. Everybody has that, you know, they've got the ability to put those things out there. I don't know. I think it's cool because we're not relegated to like the traditional way of finding stories and you don't have to compete with Warner brothers or whatever, whatever the studio is for these specific stories. Like we can go find, find them everywhere. I think that that's very cool. Yeah, because it's very original stories, and uh, it's and it's done very well. Where did you guys shoot it? Because you know you had you have like the boot camp um, background. Yeah, so there's a an old military base in near like in southern uh, LA, it's a town called San Pedro, and it's now a museum. Um, but they had the barracks, and they had all of the stuff that we needed, and so we spent three days there. Um, and then we, we did a lot of uh, set extension and uh, VFX. So 
you know, it doesn't actually look like it does in the movie, but like the core location exists there in, in San Pedro. Very cool. Uh, Tristan, you have a question? I'd love to know if you're a horror fan and if you are, what are some of your favorite films? Yes. So I, I do. I like, um, I got into the Rob Zombie stuff. So I really liked, um, like a devil's rejects or, you know, when he was doing the, the Texas chainsaw massacre stuff. Um, I, I liked his, I don't know why I was into his work specifically, but maybe because it felt like there was some sort of, um, kind of commentary injected into it. And so I, I felt like I always got into that. The, I watched the, uh, well, psycho ruined showers for me when I was a kid. And arachnophobia was also one that ruined my life as a kid. And, um, and then the ring, um, made that, made that hard. And, oh, also, you just had a ruined childhood apparently. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Blair Witch Project ruined summer camp, uh, because it was like right when that came out and, uh, the, the summer camp that I was at, we were in a cabin with like, you know, 20 of us, but there were, the bathroom was maybe a hundred yards away down a tiny little trail. And so in the middle of the night, you had to get up and you had to go to the bathroom. And it was right when that movie came out. And of course I want, I don't remember how I saw it. One of my friends had like gotten the DVD or something like that. And, uh, I, I ended up like just holding, holding it all night <laughs> because I didn't want to go run to the bathroom. Yeah. I have found that pe- that that movie affects people more like myself. We spent a lot of time outside. I always was in the state forest and uh, with our friends would just wander around the woods at night and stuff and play chase. And uh, I think uh, just uh, from being online, it, it, it seems to me that it affects people like that more. And so, because there are a lot of people who don't like it at all. And I think part of it is they don't, you know, they weren't necessarily out in the woods a lot. And also I think, um, if you didn't watch it at the time and you watch it now, it doesn't have the same effect because it was kind of the first of its time. And then if you see it now, it's kind of like, Oh, this is similar to all these other movies, but they really copied it, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. That was kind of the original found footage type thing. So. Yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah. uh, you know, scars, I don't know if you, you know, you probably, I don't know if you consider it a horror movie, uh, a horror short, Kind of fits into like a Black Mirror. Uh, could be like a Black Mirror episode. Absolutely, uh, Black Mirror was a big inspiration for it, and so because it's kind of that like little. What I really like taking a world that exists and putting one little tiny twist on it, and then seeing how it spirals and how the characters have to deal with this unique situation. Um, and Black Mirror does a really good job at that. Plus there's a lot of social commentary in that work. And I think that that's, that's very interesting and important to, to, you know, have a discussion point. Yeah. I think that's a big part of, of genre, you know, sci-fi and horrors. You can, you're allowed to explore uh, social and political commentary, you know, without necessarily hitting people over the head with it. Yep. Uh, totally. Yeah. Is that ever hard to do that to, um, to keep your social commentary in a story you're writing or you're directing? Um, but also realize it's also going to be entertainment, entertainment for people. Yeah, I think that there is a fine line, certainly. Um, I mean, 
there are plenty of examples where people had the best intentions to, to, to have that commentary, but it, it feels too on the nose, too over, you know, knock you over the head with it. Um, but when you can find that sweet spot, I think that's part of what makes genre filmmaking so powerful is that there's a, there's a lot we can say, you know, within these kind of unique worlds. Plus it's just cool to do something different and, and build a totally new universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's honestly, uh, I know I said this a few times, but scars is really something I've not, I've not seen before and it was done very well. And uh, uh, you kind of touched on it earlier. You said, you could say like, Hey, you look good today. You know, you're being nice. So it's not even the idea that, um, you know, all eyes are bad. Right. Yeah. Yep. Bringing up questions of truth and honesty was a huge thing. And then also like, just because you look a certain way on the outside doesn't mean that's who you are on the inside was kind of like the big thing that we wanted to, to talk about and, and start, you know, not say we have the answer, not say that, you know, we're telling anybody how to think or what to think, but just to spark that discussion and say like, Oh yeah, what would I, how would I act in this situation? What would politicians look like? What would, you know, what would your daily conversations be like? And, and that it's a pretty fun rabbit hole to go down and you can start to think about like, you know what, how would I judge people? How would I look at other people that, that look differently? So again, it's, it's talking about something without like knocking you over the head and and allowing people to have their own discussions about it. Something I thought about too is kind of the idea of redemption, because like if someone uh, got out of prison or something like that, and you know, they might have a stigma against them. And the idea is like, well, at some point do you forgive what they did or look over what they did? And if you're, if you have a physical, you know, a marking from whatever you've done, um, it makes it, you know, people will always know that and right. they'll treat you, you know, based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I guess I, I'm not one, I, it's not my right to say how you should, but yeah, I would like to believe that there is a possibility for, a possibility for some second chance for people to yeah you know. and like the scars it depends on what you know how the, what exactly they got the scar what exactly the lie was same thing you know right. someone who was in prison or something depends what the crime was yeah and and your circumstances like how often could you be could somebody be in a situation where like they maybe had to lie but it was to get food for their parents like, okay, sure, you still get that scar, but like you had like the intention of it um, was just or, or worth worth that scar. So um, yeah, I mean that, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that you can look at it. Yeah. Is it a world you'd ever want to revisit to do uh, something else in? Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're, we've created a massive 80-page handbook that is the scars universe that basically answers all the questions, all the thoughts, anything that, anything that you'd want to know, you could look in that and and understand what it was. And we created that uh, because our next step is uh, we're going to create a series of books that take place in that world, different characters, different storylines, but all within that, within the universe. And, and then as we're working on that, then we'll hopefully start, we've kind of been on the fence on does it want to be a series or does it want to be a feature? Um, but we thought, okay, let's do the books first. And if we do, you know, a handful of them, we could kind of see what stories 
storylines kind of resonate with us. But I'd like to move away from the military aspect of it and get into normal life and see how real people live with, you know, in within this this world. So interesting. Uh, trust how does it affect relationships and yeah, because like even just when we we're talking here, it can uh, affect all different uh, levels of life and people, and there's all different, you know, there's all different things you can ask with it. And talk yeah, about. yeah, I think it's I think it's big. I think there's a lot of really cool things that people could do with it, and I don't necessarily have to be the one that drives that train. I think each this world, everybody can create their own mind, like their own ideas from it, and then ask their own questions. And, so I think that just like how it it was kind of odd how we found the original. I, I think was thinking that about the Reddit idea. Yeah, I, I I hope that that's how we find the next thing is is kind of maybe some sort of unexpected place. Interesting. Uh, Tristan, do you have another question? I'm always interested in what scares horror creators. So besides the aforementioned horror <laughs> films that scarred your childhood, do you have any fears or phobias you feel comfortable sharing? Oh, sure. That's a good question. Hmm. I'm, I mean, yes, of course I do. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like what, how to articulate it. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm terrified of all sorts of stuff. So I would say probably less on the paranormal. Um, I mean, although that is scary too, but I think, um, anytime something feels so real and grounded that it could happen to me, that's the kind of stuff that freaks me out the most, you know, something like, you know, I can walk down the street and all of a sudden that might happen to me too. Uh, I, I would say that those are the, <laughs> those are the scariest things to me. Yeah. That's stuff you got to not think about or else yeah. leave the house. Yeah. yeah, right, right, exactly. Bury it in the back so that you can continue to try to live your life. <laughs> right, right. So it was, yeah, I was in a, uh, we're, we're a different time the last year, though, I guess. Uh, I shouldn't say that completely, not think of anything. But uh, How about uh, casting the movie? Well, so we had a really great casting director. We were, we were pretty lucky on this that I, I feel like we had resources from – I, I prime like my main gig has been directing commercials, TV spots and branded content, that sort of thing. Um, and so I had built up a lot of relationships and made a lot of friends over the years. And so I feel like we were really lucky that we got to go into this pretty well resourced, not just with money. And so we had a really great casting director. Uh, and then also one of the producers, Jackson Rathbone, who was a, uh, uh, one of the main actors from the Twilight series movies uh, just had a lot of relationships. And so when we put out the casting call, I couldn't believe how many incredible actors we had come in for it. And, um, and so we were able to not necessarily just do an open cattle call. Uh, we went through a casting director um, and, and then through some of Jackson's relationships and so we were able, we looked at about 10 people per role and, and it was a really, it was tough. There were a lot of really talented people that came in for it and like people that were in real shows and, and had done features and, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. 
but I'm, I loved who we picked and, and they stood out so much. And, and since then, uh, Jeremy, who plays Deets, the, the antagonist, um, is got, he's on a hit Netflix show now. Uh, Meg, the lead, is on uh, Star, is one of the, I think she's the main antagonist in Stargirl, which is on the CW now. So the, everybody is starting to get even more traction and, and book bigger stuff, and they deserve it because they were all, they were all pretty incredible. So yeah, it wasn't a traditional casting, like I think that a lot of shorts might go through where it's like, hey, I know so-and-so, or like, hey, let's put out a, a casting call and we'll see who we get. We were, we were really lucky to get a, a super curated list of uh, pretty incredible actors. Are you going to be at Shriekfest? Yes. So have you had a, a chance before to watch Scars with an audience? We did. We just, I mean, it was such a bummer. This We finished it last March and we were about to have, we're going to have a big party and screening and the whole thing. And then of course, you know, it was right when the lockdown happened. So we've been kind of sitting on it and doing the digital festival run. Um, we have seen it. I have seen it one time in a theater, but this will be the biggest kind of version of it so far. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Had you been to uh, festivals before for other projects or even just, you know, going as a film watcher? Yeah, I have. I love them. They're, it, they're always a ton of fun and seem to always meet really interesting, really smart people. So yeah, I, I think they're great. Um, I would go to more of them if I could, but you know, traveling around the world, <laughs> going to film festivals isn't really a job. So yeah, it's too bad. Uh, yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it sure would be. And everybody puts in so much effort and so much time to make yeah. these things happen that just, I can't even imagine that. I, I couldn't do it. I think this, the stress of putting on an event like that. And so you go to these things and they run smoothly and you step back and like, how did they do that? How did they <laughs> uh-huh. all these things scheduled and these people to show up and everything to look good? So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Because we do a virtual one uh, through Without Your Head, and it's a lot of work. And we just did our first feature one, which was four days. And I thought, and it was very, it was a lot, a lot, a lot more work than I expected. So the idea of actually putting a physical one on is, uh, it made me rethink ever doing that. Yeah. 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 Well, hats off to them for doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a platform to share the work, and that's, and that's very cool. And the I, blood yeah, yeah. put into it is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, great show everyone's creativity. It's also a great place. Um, I recommend it for anyone if you're in films or even if you're just you watch, watch movies to go because uh, you get to see stuff, you know, maybe a year before it pops up somewhere else or sometimes it never goes anywhere, which is yeah. sad to think, but, you know, you get to see it. Yeah, you right. Get well, you, get to, you get to see a lot of things that you wouldn't normally see, too. Right. And, and there's a lot of uh, little unexpected things that are pretty fun and cool to watch. And, and it takes so much to make these, whether it's a short or a feature, like people like just kill themselves to make these things. And so to be able to go out and support it and watch other people's work and talk about it, I think is, is pretty cool and fuel to keep going. I feel like every time I finish a big project, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go do something else. It was way too stressful. And then people say like, Oh, I liked it. Like, Okay, great. I'll go do that. I'll go. I'll go through that again. <laughs> right. uh, Tristan, do you have another question? 
What are the best and worst parts of filmmaking for you? Okay. Gosh, you've got such good questions. I, I, uh, I would say the hardest part is trying to, trying to convey your vision with a lot less of a resource than what's in your head. I feel like it's so common to have this grand, beautiful thing in your head. And then even, even like a high, at a high level, I'm mean, not that I necessarily am, but like even at a high <laughs> level, trying to figure out how to get what's in here on the screen with, with not enough, um, I would say is the most challenging and disheartening part because you go through that and it's a series of compromises all the time. So it feels like how can I make the compromises in the right way so that I still get like pretty close to what was in my head. Um, I think that's the hardest. Uh, I think the most rewarding outside of the obvious, you know, when, when people enjoy the work um, is, is just being able to work in an industry where we wake up every day saying, I'm excited to go to work. There are very few where I, I would think, I mean, I don't work in any of the other ones, but I, I would think there are very few where people wake up and they say, yes, I get to go to work today. Not I have to. Um, and I think that that is a pretty cool part of what we do. Obviously there's plenty of crummy days and, and plenty of times where I don't want to go to work, but more often than not, I wake up and I say, yep, I get to go to work today. I'm pretty. And so I think that's a pretty cool part of our gig. Yeah. So Scars is going to be playing Shriekfest. Um, are you working on anything currently? Yes. So outside of the Scars uh, feature development, um, I've got a couple of TV series. Uh, I second unit directed a, a feature called Deadly Illusions that's on Netflix right now. Oh, cool. And so we're talking about the sequel to that. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and then uh, outside of commercials, um, I've got a, another feature that I'm pretty close to putting the financing together for. So fingers crossed that we'll be able to make that happen. Yeah. Very cool. And where can people follow you online? See what you're up to. Uh, it's everything is just under my name. It's not, not too exciting. Just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's easy people, you know? Yeah. Just uh, under Johnny Zeller um, on all the social channels. And yeah. so. If it's anything too exciting and well, not that you're not exciting, but if it's anything too weird and outside your name, then people have to remember that they can just. Remember yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Which I joke about, but there, there are times where people tell me their, their Instagram or whatever, and it's something that's funny, but I'll, I'll never remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. This was very good to talk with you, and uh, it would be very good to have you back sometime. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to. It was really fun chatting with you guys, and I, uh, I appreciate the um, the kind of mind-bending questions. It's always kind of fun to not just say the same stuff over and over, but like actually have a, a fun conversation. So thanks. Very good. Yeah, you're welcome, and we appreciate that, uh, that feedback. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's, well, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Congrats. All yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I do look forward to more of your stuff because I really like scars and it's very interesting and unique. Awesome. Well, I'll try to get as long as I keep uh, getting that positive feedback and keep going back to, to <laughs> <laughs>
go in and keep trying again. Well, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. We should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming at out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. The 